1: Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Tech Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. It is only going to be me tonight, breaking down the Rockets' ninth game of the season. And lo and behold, another loss! So that's pretty fun. It's pretty awesome. Um, so let's break it down. Rockets lose 109-101. to um Rockets started this game about as bad as you can start a game. I mean, they I think with three minutes left in the first quarter, they had five points. They looked lethargic, they looked uninterested. As I tweeted earlier, hashtag fire Silas. I wouldn't have let him get to halftime if they continued to play that way. Um, I should say I wouldn't have let him get to halftime if they continued to play that way. Uh, but they picked it up a little bit. They were only down by 10 at the end of the first. They outscored the Clippers, or excuse me, yes, they outscored the Clippers 29-22 in the second to only be down three at halftime. Clippers outscored them by four in the third. Rockets were down by seven. Headed into uh the fourth. Make sure I have that math right. Yeah, and they ended up they ended up getting outscored by one. They lose by eight. Uh, Tonight, Marcus Morris, 21 points. He was a plus 15. Reggie Jackson had 12 points. Paul George was a stud tonight, 28 points. Uh, Moses Brown, who I mentioned numerous times in the offseason that I would have loved the Rockets Brown. Uh, No shocker here, he dominated the Rockets front line. 13 points, six rebounds in only 12 minutes. John Wall played 15 minutes. Sorry, I should say Houston Rockets legend, the clown that is John Wall, uh, scored six points in 15 minutes tonight, 3 of 10 from the field. Um, So very happy he's no longer a Rocket, even though we're paying a majority of his salary. Uh, Another great move by our front office there with John Wall. Rockets, Jabari Smith, 1 of 10 from the field tonight. He was not good offensively. He had two points. He did have four rebounds um Alper and Shang-Goon, one of the bright spots for the team tonight 26 points thirteen rebounds ten of eleven from the free throw line however don't listen only to the Twitter check blue check marks however you want to describe them if you watch the entire game tonight Alper and Shang-Goon, he put up the numbers decent amount of those numbers were win uh What's his name? Either Moses Brown or uh, who was it? Uh, Nick Batum were covering him. Um, he had some nice moments against Zubak. He was a minus 13 tonight while he was on the court. And I get it. Plus minus isn't the end all be all of the, you know, the way that the game ends up at the end of the day. But it's fair to say in the 33 minutes that Alperen Shangun was on the court tonight, he was a minus minus. Thirteen. The other team was thirteen points better than the Rockets tonight when Alper and Shang-Gun was on the floor. I'll say it for one more time for the people in the back, because you're going to go to Twitter tonight. You're going to read, you know, Alper and Shang-Gun, You know, he's this, he's that. He's a great player. No, he's not. He's a good player. He's a nice player. This team badly misses Bruno Fernando for a multitude of reasons. Uh, tonight, the Clippers had 43 rebounds. The Rockets had 50 rebounds. So the Rockets did um, out-rebound the Clippers tonight, but the Rockets were in desperate need of a true rim protector on the floor tonight, and they did not have that a majority of the game. Shangoon is a nice player. I enjoy watching him play. He had a great sequence at the end of the game where he caught the ball a hair shy of the three-point line. He stepped back to the three-point line. He shot faked, got to the hole, beautiful dunk. It's great. I'm happy for him but he was still a minus 13 tonight. So uh, throwing that out there. I'm not going to get all hot and bothered about this next guy because I know that's getting old for the listeners to hear it. I know it's getting old for me to say it. Eric Gordon on a team that coming into the game was 1-7 and seven tonight and improved that record to 1-8 and eight tonight. He played 33 minutes. And for people who don't know, if you're new to the show, you're new to the game of basketball, let me enlighten you, the NBA game is 48 minutes, unless you go to overtime. Eric Gordon played 33 of those minutes. He scored 0 points. Let me let me say that again, okay? He played 33 minutes and scored zero points. He was 0 of 4 from the field, including 0 of 3 from the three-point line. He had one rebound, or excuse me, two rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. He had more turnovers tonight than points. Why in the world if you, dumbass, Steven Silas, play him... Thirty-three minutes. I was having this conversation with a good buddy of mine uh, today, Ryan, and I asked him the same thing because we talk Rockets basketball all the time, right? And I asked him, I go, why are they playing him? To keep his trade value up. You could argue the more you play him right now, the worse you're making him. Look in the eyes of other teams. Raphael Stone needs to trade Eric Gordon yesterday. He needs to go. He needs to not play. You're seeing it right now. The team tonight, okay, you're playing a, you're playing a Clippers team without Kawhi Leonard. The Rockets didn't have Jay Sean Tate. They didn't have Bruno Fernando. As much as I love Bruno and Jay Sean Tate with those two guys, you're still not winning tonight. And, yeah, they got really close to winning a game in L.A. And, and Paul George did what Paul George does which is make big shots and be a dog. Not a DOG, a DAWG. Paul George is one of my favorite players to watch play the game of basketball because the guy is just a star. 10 of 20 from the floor, he was a plus 14 tonight. Like the Clippers won this game by eight points. All five of their starters all had a positive plus minus. Plus 15, plus three, plus 11, plus 14, plus 16. All five of the Rockets who started tonight, minus six, minus 13, minus seven, minus two, minus 13. And we'll get back to Eric Gordon in a few minutes. But KPJ tonight, 38 minutes, seven of 19 from the field, three of nine from the three-point line. He did miss three free throws. Uh, Rockets were 16 of 21 from the free throw line as a whole. But KPJ also had seven rebounds, seven assists. He was pretty good tonight. There's not a lot that you can say about his game outside of the fact that the Rockets continue the narrative of forcing him to be a point guard when he's not a point guard. Jalen Green, 22 points. He heated up in the second half. He was 9 of 17 on the whole, 3 of 8 from the uh, three-point line. He did have four rebounds. He had an assist. He had a steal. Uh, Bench-wise, Usman Garuba saved the Rockets bacon in that second quarter with his. Energy, him, and Tari Eason, each, Garuba and Eason, each had six points. Uh, Garuba had six rebounds. Tari Eason had seven rebounds. K.J. Martin played 20 minutes tonight. He had three rebounds, an assist, and a steal. Uh, Deshaun Knicks. I dog on the guy as much as anybody. Um, I don't think he's a good player. Tonight, he did have 12 points. He was four of eight from the three-point line. He had three rebounds. He had an assist and a steal. Uh, in my opinion, by far best game I've seen him play this year. Good to see. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I, I wish him bad. I wish him ill will. I wish him, you know, anything but the absolute best. And he did his best tonight to help the Rockets win this game. But there's something bigger going on here, right? And First of all, thank you so much for listening to the show tonight. I know Astros are in the middle of World Series game number four, up 5 nothing, top of the seventh. Um, but for anybody who listens to this tonight, tomorrow, and if you want to chime in, this is the most interactive show, or we try to be uh, in the Rockets hemisphere, you guys want to talk about Rockets tonight, hit that request to speak button, I'll bring you right up on stage. And as I say that, we bring up our first speaker, Adam. Adam, it's been a minute, my man. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing?
0: What's up, brother? I just want to talk conceptually about the Rockets, just from from a viewing experience through these first nine games. Sure. I'm not, I don't, this team is not entertaining to watch. That was the number one thing that I wanted to see this season. I wanted to actually enjoy watching the Rockets because last year was just a slog, just going through that season, you know, even more so the year before that. Secondly, I watch these games and at the end of the game, you you hope that you actually learn something about these players and you do somewhat, but I don't know. I can't make an assessment whether these players, whether they're good or bad. I I don't know if Jabari Smith is good or bad. And I don't want to, and I, I don't think that's, I don't think Jabari Smith is to blame for that. I just think, and that's, that's, what's most disappointing is like, you you go through a season and you want to you want to go through the season and be able to say, you know, Jabari Smith is a piece for the future, you know, Alper and Shingun is a piece for the future, or to identify if, you know, there's a change that needs to be made. And ultimately just a lack of competency from from the coaching staff primarily just leads me to believe that these these players aren't being put in a position to actually succeed. And for us to actually assess whether they're good or not, um, and it's uh, it's disappointing. And and I and I actually think, like a player like Kevin Porter Jr. last year, he got a lot, too much of the blame last year. He's just he, you know it's not his fault that he's not a prototypical you know you know point guard that's able to set people up and kind of has kind of. You know, the basketball IQ required to be a floor general. It's just, it's not his fault. And I think he's gotten a lot of the blame for the struggles of the Rockets last year. But ultimately, this is gonna be one of the worst teams in the league. I officially, um, as of as of this point, as of this this uh timestamp, we are the we have the worst record in the league. And if you look at this this Clippers team, you know you want to try to make an assessment of last game to this game. You know these these, these this back and uh, this uh, home home and away set. They're not very good either. The Clippers aren't. So we can try to judge ourselves against the Clippers. The Clippers lost back to get back to uh, they lost games you know consecutively to the Thunder. The Thunder are vastly better than this Rockets team. Well, who's who's comparing the Rockets and the Clippers? Is my first well, I, question. Well, I, I'm just saying, kind of to look at to to make some, you know, to see if there's progress being made, right, from no. you know, how they played last game to this game, and the Clippers well, aren't, aren't a good team for us to be able to say that, you know, we we played them competitively, you know, it's. I think if we're if we're we where we need to be, you know, we we need to take at least one of these two games. But the Clippers aren't a good team either. The, the Clippers are going to be struggling to get into that play, and you know, they're they're a six to to ninth you know, seed in the West without Kawhi, definitely. Well, well, I mean, the thing is,
1: I struggle, Adam, because my thing is, and I don't hide this, right? I, I, hate, I hate the idea when you say progress. Like, what is progress? Like, what is progress? What progress to you might be to you is, might be different from me. So what does progress
0: look like in your eyes? Progress to me on a player by player basis. Um, if we're thinking about Jalen Green specifically, I want to see him play like the player he was at the end of last season consistently. Right. There just isn't consistent. You know, well, I give him I give him some grace because he's learning to play with a
1: lot of new pieces. I mean, that's hard. So, like, my big thing is the first thing that that progress is to me. I don't even think about the individual. I think about the team, right? Like the progress of the team should be the only thing that matters. Like, yes, is individual progress important? Yes, but how do you qualify that? Like, how do you look at this and say, okay, LP is getting better or Jalen Green is getting better or KPJ is getting better. A lot of those guys are putting up similar numbers to what they did last year. So the only progress to me that can be clearly defined is wins and losses. And they're 1-8. and eight. And it's going to get worse. Like, they're not going to win games playing this way. They played a team tonight whose starting center was in foul trouble nearly the whole game. If he's not in foul trouble, the Rockets could have lost this game by 15 points, 15-plus. 15 the Rockets still couldn't beat them tonight.
0: Where is it going to get better is my question. I mean, the Clippers were up by 18 when uh, when Zubats was forced, you know, to go to the bench. That's sure. It's made their comeback. Zubats is a is a good center. Um, you know, he's a, Moses a, Brown's nice too. Yeah, he's he's all right. You know, Moses Brown has been You know, the 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 Mavericks gave up on Moses Brown. The Thunder gave up on Moses Brown. That kind of tells you where he is in the general pecking order. And you know, he looked pretty good against the Rockets. You know, in his 13 minutes. But like, it's it's hard to even you know, in terms of kind of what you're talking about with progress. Progress from a team perspective requires um, some kind of belief in the coaching staff and management, and this team has no identity. And that identity and that culture is set by the coaching staff and and by management. And that that isn't there. So if every you know if we're it basically makes it impossible to to gauge it on a team basis um, that there's progress being made if you're not. Just looking at the base, you know, wins and losses. And basically, I mean, th- this is this is a 20 win. <laughs> I think this team is, is going to be lucky to win 20 games. And if they win 20 to 20, 23 games, like their original pre you know, preseason estimate, it's going to be because a lot of other teams are, are tanking and they're going to be able to take advantage of that. But if if teams are actually trying out there this is a bottom three team in the league again and that's really disappointing because i think there's there, i know there's more talent on there out there they're just not playing like it and even yeah. well an operation
1: goon i i want to make sure that i'm fair to lp i mean is playing 26 minutes a game he's averaging 15 points and 10 rebounds a game. i give him credit for that his numbers are up from last year he's also playing nearly seven minutes more a game than what he got last year, his numbers are going to go up. And his numbers have gone up. So congrats to Alper and Shang-Goon. His numbers are up. So what does that matter? Like at the end of the day, what does that matter? And I'm actually encouraged by what I saw from Sengun tonight. I am. I, I truly am. The problem with Alper and Shang-Goon is, is he a center? And I know Ryan Hollins trips over himself on a nightly basis trying to make this guy the center of the future for this team. Can he be the center of the future? I don't think so. That doesn't mean that he's not a a bona fide dude on this team. I'm not saying that he's not. But my question to you, Adam, and where I want to pivot this conversation is – because you can only talk so much about the eighth loss of the year for the Rockets. If the Rockets
0: win the lottery, who are they taking? They're taking uh, Victor binyama, of course. And where are you going to put them? You're going to start them and um, let the other chips fall where they may. And, you know, you're going to keep Jabari Smith at the four. And hopefully Tari Eason is able to kind of secure that, you know, that three spot, him or Kenyon, uh, KJ Martin. So you're going to send Shingun to the bench is my question. Yeah. But to, to, to to your point, to, to expand on your, on kind of your point, Shingun is not a five. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a, a four. I don't think he has the speed to be a four either. I think he's like his best case scenario is he's like an energy big off the bench as like the sixth or seventh player that's playing against second units. And, Kind of uh, able to be nifty around the basket, but I just don't think he he's able to compete, you know, against starting centers, starting power forward, athletic power forwards out there. And and what I would say is, if I'm being really pessimistic, we got to think about him like we like we should have, you know, thought about Christian Wood when we when we knew Christian Wood wasn't our guy in the second year at that point and he still had some value with other teams around the league his 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 perception you got to you got to move him for some pieces and around the league if you if you listen to like the away team broadcasts they they think really highly of Shing- shingun a lot of the league does i think we see more of the truth about shingun cuz we watch him more closely other other teams you know like if we're trying to make an assessment of a thunder player any or a, a pacer player we're looking at the box score so yeah you look at you look at his box score it looks good but he's a he's a sieve on defense you know people just drive by him they finish over him you know that's he's he's just it's it's just not enough it's not it's not good enough but he still has a lot of value out there and i think Maybe he's part of a consolidation trade with you know Eric Gordon and and others, Well, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying trade him. Like, I'm
1: not saying that, but I saw all the love that he's getting on the timeline tonight. And as James says, I feel like this young team, no real rim protection, opposing teams and nobody players come into the game against us already with a swagger of confidence. He's not wrong. I'm not saying trade Shangoon. My point is that the Rockets are praying and hoping that they win the lottery this year for the first time in three years. And if they do that, what happens with
0: this roster is the real question. Because you're going to start when Bonima at the five. It doesn't matter what happens with this roster if this coaching staff is here because Jabari Smith is a real talent. Like the fact that he is basically a spot-up three-shooter and he's not even getting good looks – and he's going 1 for 10 like you know he well, got some good
1: looks tonight he got some good looks tonight he
0: he got he got good looks but he something just missed him. exactly i mean why but why I, is that why is that happening you know why, why is that happening consistently like well yeah. to be to be
1: fair to Jabari Smith sorry to be fair to the coaching staff i mean you can only set up plays or lack thereof in the in the rockets case sometimes you just miss shots right like you look so far, Adam, at his stats of the year. He's averaging 12 points, six and a half rebounds. He's shooting thirty-three percent from three. He's a nearly ninety percent free throw shooter. His numbers aren't terrible. Like his numbers aren't bad. It's not like he's going out there and Eric Gordoning, you know, his time on the floor, if you will. He just he needs some more time, I feel like. In less than ten games, you can't judge Jabari Smith. I'm not saying you, I'm not um, saying you are. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying fan A can't look at this and say Jabari's a bust, or Jabari no. was the wrong pick, or Jabari was this, or Jabari was that.
0: No, Jabari has shown you know flashes. Um, definitely, I'm just saying like we're talking about the lottery. Like, yeah, I I think I think the Rockets organization is almost betting that you know we need a generational. Talent, like a, a top ten player in the league, that's gonna you know be able to establish themselves as a top ten player within the first three years, you know, be an all star within their first three years. I don't know that Jalen Green is that. I don't know that Jabari Smith that is that. I think they're you know they're all star talent definitely, but they're Let me back up. So. Let' I let, I'm gonna I wanna play arm I wanna play uh armchair kind of psychiatrist of the Jalen Green um Jabari Smith, you know, little argument on the bench a little while ago, right? Yep. So Jabari Smith is used to winning, right? He's uh, you know, they they got him here, and one of the things that was really talked about in his draft profile was he's a culture builder. And and that was viewed as a positive from the Rockets' perspective because we don't have a culture, you know? We don't have a an expectation to win. You see that in a lot of these games where, you know, the fire just doesn't seem to be there. We seem to be content with kind of being competitive in these games, but we don't have that killer instinct to go out and take it. And I, think, I think, you know, maybe that's where the argument was. Maybe it's like, hey, you guys aren't actually out here competing like i need you to compete you know and i don't have a biggest as, as big a role as i would like to have to be able to actually be a leader i'm i'm basically a spot up shooter out here and and so who is that guy that's actually kind of pushing the rockets to be like you know getting in their face cuz it's not it's not silas silas isn't yelling at these players he's not you know for better or worse you know would, you know, Emo Ime uh Yudoka last year with the Celtics when they were kind of struggling before they took off, he was calling out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, openly after these games. There's none of that happening, you know. I, I don't you know, I don't know if that's because Silas is making an assessment that these players aren't, you know, aren't strong enough to take that criticism and, right.
1: and Well, and and what what Ryan's talking about in the chat about Evan, you know, talking about Jalen Green over Mobley and Cade and all these other things. Look, to be to be fair to that statement, Adam, and this this goes to my point. Watching a game like tonight, the Cavaliers are six and one. Like, screw the stats. Like this year, Evan Mobley's averaging sixteen points and six rebounds a game, but they've got Jared Allen who's averaging twelve and twelve. You've got uh, Donovan Mitchell averaging 32 points a game. When you acquire a guy like a Donovan Mitchell, everybody's games are going to take a step back. But they're six and one, Rock. and that's my that's my point to all of the Rockets fans out there is that screw your stat watching clout. Like it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Shingun could have had three points and two rebounds tonight. And if they would have won the game, that's all that matters. That's what I people need to get a grip on is watching the stat line for this team because it simply does not matter. Your opinion on the stats and how they impact the game as a whole on an individual basis do not matter. If they're not winning games, and on the post-game show, Mario Ellie said it himself that the Rockets need to learn how to finish games. Accurate. The Rockets are close to winning these games. Accurate. But the only thing that matters in the NBA is results. Accurate. And they're not winning games. You're 1-8. Something's got to give. Something has got to give
0: or change. The stats... The stats can only tell so much, you know. The NBA teams NBA teams on average are scoring 115 points a game. What does that mean for the Rockets? Well, it means that someone's got to score the points. It doesn't sure. mean that they're necessarily contributing to winning because they're, you know, scoring a higher percentage of the points. You know, like if if KPJ is shooting 19 shots, yeah, he's I'm sure he's probably gonna score 15 to 18 points on exactly 15 shots. You know. Well, and that, and that's a great point. And the
1: thing is, and look, you guys have followed me with this show for long enough. First of all, thank you. Second of all, you've heard me talk about Eric Gordon before. Before we wrap the show up tonight, I'm going to mention it again because it continues to be a story that no one is talking about. Why is Eric Gordon playing 33 minutes a game? And Josh Christopher can't even get in the game. Like, what are your thoughts, Adam? Why is Chris- Josh Christopher not playing tonight?
0: Well, uh, another another DNP. Coach CD. Is- yep. Yeah. I mean, the, the truth is, with the Rockets, you'll never know because they're so secretive about. What why the hell the are they secretive are about? What are they secretive about? They're the worst team
1: in the league. Literally, by record, they are the worst team in the league. What are they trying
0: to hide? Though? I, I you knew they're that's that's the thing there there really shouldn't be anything you're trying to hide. you should actually be more transparent, you know we're bad you know that that should what that's what you know these you know post game press conferences should be. We're a bad team right now, we are terrible, we need to be better. I need to be better that's not what you're hearing you're hearing you know i'm I'm seeing good things, you know, like you know Silas will pick out a player you know k j played well tonight, you know, but there's really nothing that we're kind of. Building off of, and, and you you made a point about Donovan Mitchell, and there's a lot of people that are like, you know, let's let's save up, and you know, there's there's always going to be another disgruntled superstar out there. Donovan Mitchell is showing why he's a he's a top ten player this year. He is a culture changer for for the for the Cavs. Yep. You don't there, and 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 a lot of talk about, well, you know, where does he fit positionally? You know, he's not really a point guard. He's He's a, he's a ball a You know, he's yeah. a guy that's going to score 40 on any given night. He's going to score 40 on the Thunder. He's going to score 40 on the Celtics. You know, and those players don't grow on trees. And the Rockets probably should have been in on that on that uh, on that trade. But I guess they're going to hope against hope that basically the basketball gods allow the Nets to self-destruct, which is becoming more likely. And those picks means something and and uh maybe they fall into when benyama and 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 others but ultimately if the rockets are good from what i've seen it's going to be based on luck it's not going to be based
1: my man always good to talk to you brother
0: sounds good thanks all
1: right man go to our last speaker of the night ryan out on the west coast ryan what's up man ryan going once Ryan going twice. Sold. Ryan, we cannot hear you, unfortunately. Uh, But we will get you back uh, next show. Uh, Let's see if we can get Ryan. Ryan, are you there?
2: I'm here. Hello?
1: What's up? Yes, sir. What's going on, man? All
2: right. So I just wanted to ask. So now with the coaching change in Brooklyn, um, there are more rumors during the round of a Ben Simmons trade. Let's do, do we, do we make, uh, do do we pursue that trade, yes or no? No. No. No.
1: I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, I mean, no, he's, I mean a, he's, he's a, a bad he's a... offensive player. He's a good defensive player now. But, I mean, you're going to pay him all that money to do what?
2: But has he, has he even hit his
1: peak yet? I don't know. I don't want to pay him to find out. I'll tell you that.
2: I don't want to. Pay. Okay.
1: You know, um, my, my thing is that you're, you're the biggest thing with that, that you bring up is multiple times. The owner of this rockets team, Tillman Fertitta, has shown he does not want to do everything. It takes financially to put a winner on the court. And that's what acquiring Ben Simmons would be doing He's paying him a lot of money.
2: I would – I mean, I think – I don't know if you I – mean, you'd have to give up. I don't see – because you said – because you were just saying that Eric Gordon, why is he playing? Well, Eric Gordon goes to Philadelphia for KJ and uh, – goes to Philly for – sorry, we give them Eric Gordon and KJ for, for, for Ben Simmons.
1: I ain't doing that. I ain't touching that with a 10-foot pole. I'm not giving up K I'm not giving up KJ for that. I am not giving up KJ to for what is okay. So let me ask you this. So break it down for me. If you do that deal, where do you play him? Whose minutes are you taking away? Because he plays the same position as Jabari. You're gonna sit down the third overall pick in the draft on the bench for him.
2: Oh, okay, so
1: you know, talked about this before. Darren Fox is my guy that I love. I ain't touching Kyrie Irving with a 37 foot pole. Um, you know him and his his anti-Semitic comments pass. Um, yeah, you know I I, I want nothing to do with him. I, I wouldn't if they if they make a deal for 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 Kyrie Irving. I huh.
2: I I'd so if 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 that was oh yeah sorry not Philly Brooklyn if that was the case I would want. Uh, who do you want want back in that?
1: Uh, um, I, don't I, don't think, I don't think it's worth talking about just for the simple fact I don't think that they're going to go down that road
2: yeah I don't know I just, thought, I, I just read, a, read a thing today in article today about you know since they changed coaching staff that there's also rumors of Ben Simmons uh, being sw- uh, being on his way out again so I just thought I'd no, fair. ask you
1: no that's fair brother Right, I'm gonna wrap the show up, my man. Early day tomorrow. Okay. Appreciate you.
2: Thank you. All right, nice, later. Bro.
1: This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. Once again, your Houston Rockets lose uh, for the eighth time this season, dropping their record to one and eight. They lose to the Clippers tonight on their home floor, one hundred nine to one hundred one. Rockets next game will be. On Saturday against the Minnesota Timberwolves, at the Minnesota Timberwolves, Jeremy Brenner will be on that call for the post-game show live here on Spotify Live. I will be live with you on Monday after the Rockets take on the Orlando Magic. If you are on Twitter, make sure to give The Dream Take a follow at The Dream Take. You can follow The Dream Shake at SPN. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at jeremy brenner that's j-e-r-e-m-y-b-r-e-n-e-r uh you can follow me on twitter at mike brown underscore 2020 if you're on facebook search the dream shake give us a like there finally head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things houston rockets all the time we'll talk with you live on saturday night rockets fans and until next time go Rockets!
2: today's episode is brought to you by
0: cars.com